0: Welcome to this week's edition of the Baseball America College Podcast. I'm Teddy Cahill. Uh, here this week on the podcast, we've, we're going to be joined by Oklahoma State coach Josh Holliday. The Cowboys coming off of another season in which they made regionals last year. Uh, a little bit disappointing down, the, end, down the, the stretch of the season as they had a chance to win the Big 12 title and ultimately were, were nipped by uh, Texas for that. But the Cowboys still got to uh, the DeLand Regional where they went to the regional final against Stetson. Overall, another very solid year for the Cowboys. And uh, this next season looks like it can be a pretty exciting one for Oklahoma State as well. Uh, they lose some pieces from last year, guys like Carson Teal and Matt Kroon. But as uh, as we're going to get into here with uh, with Josh Holiday, there are some exciting pieces coming back, especially on the pitching side. Uh, where Jensen Elliott, who was a freshman All-American in 2016 but has battled some injuries stuff since then, he is now healthy. He's coming off of a nice summer in the Cape. And uh, to have him back at the front of the rotation, I think is going to be uh, pretty key for Oklahoma State. You know, having that ace in your rotation, that'll help anyone, obviously, and, and, and it should help Oklahoma State uh, this spring as they you know look to, to get back to Uh, Regionals for another year And and compete again for another uh, Big 12 title So uh, exciting times at Oklahoma State Also because this is The last season They will play at Allie P. Reynolds Stadium their home for the last 39 years They're building a new stadium It is scheduled to open in 2020 And from the Renderings, from the designs that that We've seen that that have come out so far uh, It looks like it should be a, A beautiful ballpark and one that will really help Oklahoma State as they uh, as they compete in the big 12 and, and more nationally it, you know it's the kind of place uh, maybe that, that you can sell to to recruits when they come in got to have something special these days. there's so many great ballparks all over the place and, and the big 12 is, is no exception there. And so I'll, I'll be excited to see what it looks like when it's done there in Stillwater but Allie P Reynolds uh, has been a, a great home for for this program over the last forty years almost, and so we'll, they'll uh, in Stillwater they'll be looking to send it out, you know, with uh, a, a, another exceptional season in its final year. So exciting times at Oklahoma State as as the program continues to grow under Josh Holliday. So uh, l- let's get to to Josh and see what he has to say about the Cowboys, uh, both. In 2019, and looking forward today on the Baseball America College Podcast, we welcome in Oklahoma State coach Josh Holiday. Coach, thank you for joining us today.
1: You got it, Teddy. No problem.
0: Well, it's been uh, you, you guys finished up fall ball uh, a few weeks ago, and um, what did you what do you feel like you learned about the team this fall?
1: Oh, I think um, we had a good fall. I think when you look at uh, you know the fact that uh, starting today. Uh, in dead week is the the first day of the semester that we won't be able to, to interact or train with the kids. Um, you look back and it was a, it was a very, uh, aggressive fall. We, uh, we worked hard on the, the days that our calendar allowed for it. And, uh, you know, from the time the kids arrived in August, uh, until here we are early December, uh, we had a good plan for them. They took, uh, they took to it well. They worked hard. Um, we've made some nice gains, uh, in the post-fall ball segment, uh, you know, since we came off the field in early November. Uh, and now really the key is, is just going to be for the kids to, to do a great job in this, uh, this upcoming six weeks, uh, getting ready for the second semester, taking care of their bodies, making sure they show back up on campus second semester in shape. But, uh, you know, I think we had the unique opportunity to, to travel and, and play uh, at Vanderbilt, you know, towards the end of our fall segment and, and probably got uh, more real-time feedback than any fall that, that we've ever had uh, playing such a quality opponent. So um, saw some real good things out of our team. I think we've, we've got a, a chance to pitch the ball really good uh, with uh, good uh, deep pitching staff. Um, we still have got some things on the, on the offensive side and, and on the diamond in terms of how we're going to uh, you know, line it up defensively. But uh, I think the, the pieces are there. now it's just a matter of kind of getting guys um, into, into game form, so to speak. And, and I think that that happens you know naturally uh, as you move into the second semester.
0: You mentioned there that uh, you were able to, to play Vanderbilt this fall, taking advantage of the the new NCAA rule, uh, letting teams play play a couple games during the fall. and uh, it, it was a unique thing. I, I think I don't know that anyone else in the country played a series. Uh, you, you went to Nashville for a couple of days, and of course, that's a place where you were an assistant coach before. But how did that uh, come about between uh, you and Tim Corbin setting that up?
1: Well, Coach Corbin's, a, you know, he's a great friend. He's he's, he's the person in coaching that uh, in my journey has been the most influential uh, person to me. Um, And we stayed very, uh, very close over the years and share ideas and talk quite often. And uh, that's something I really uh, cherish. And uh, when the rule came out, allowing us the two two games in the fall, uh, and there was some freedom to play those games, either on the road or at a neutral site, um, he said, hey, what would you think about maybe meeting halfway and doing like a training camp setup like they do in the NFL. And and, uh, we go against each other and we we help each other out by challenging each other's squads. And then we, you know, as coaches can talk about what we saw. And, you know, from there we we went ahead and said, well, you know, rather than meeting halfway, why don't we just do it in Nashville where we know there's going to be uh, great facilities and turf. Uh, One of the things you wouldn't want to do is travel and then not get the games in. So the fact that they had a, a beautiful turf facility uh, and the fact that, uh, we were both on, on fall break worked out perfectly and it allowed us to, to jump on a couple of buses and head to Nashville. And, you know, from there, we, we just tried to come up with, a, you know, the best format to, to grow our teams and, and put emphasis on the process of how to play the game right. And, uh, gosh, I mean, we saw some, some great arms. I think they, Vanderbilt's a, a really, really good baseball team. They got some excellent players and, uh, it was a great challenge for us. I mean, we were, you know, our kids immediately felt uh, felt the challenge and saw some guys that uh, are awfully good. So, just kind of happened through discussion, and you know, I, I think there's a lot of different ways teams attack the fall. That was just the right way for us to do it, and I'm glad we did. Yeah, that was
0: uh, that was really interesting, and, and like you said, some uh, some great competition for the team. You know, so now that you, you've gone through the fall, I mean. what, were there any standouts for you that um, you know, maybe, maybe took a step forward that, that you weren't expecting this fall?
1: Well, you know, it, it's kind of hard to say. I, I guess I've always viewed the fall as, as um, a time where you want to encourage your players to compete but not be afraid to make adjustments. And sometimes when you're suggesting adjustments or you're, you're working on your game, the immediate, uh, the immediate results don't always show. Um, I thought we had some guys. Uh, work really hard at the game, and and on the on the pitching side to get Jensen Elliott healthy. Now, uh, you know, really haven't had him in the in the one hole since his freshman year when he pitched on Sundays for us and won ten games. And uh, in, moving into his sophomore year, as he became our ace, when he had to have Tommy John surgery. So that was a, a huge hit to lose him for both his sophomore and junior year. He's back home. That's a guy we can build around every weekend. Who loves to pitch, uh, pitches at a very high level, and can go, you know, hook up uh, with someone else's signing Night center every time, and give us a really good chance to win. So, you know, from there, a uh, kid named Logan Gregg, first-year player out of Connor State College, uh, six-foot-seven right-hander. I thought he probably had of the newcomers probably had the fall uh, that you would you know, uh, really take note of. He uh, threw the ball beautifully, developed a slider, uh, and at the time that we shut him down in early November, I felt awfully good about uh, Logan uh, heading into the spring as a a starting pitcher. And then probably uh, right alongside that, uh, a guy that, you know, last year, had he not gotten hurt, uh, was pitching in rotation as a true freshman, and that's Mitchell Stone. And I think Mitchell, very much like Logan, had a great fall in the sense that he was working on adjustments, uh, adding his slider, a fastball, command, and velocity really started to jump. And uh, the way he threw at the end of the fall, uh, you got yourself a legitimate uh, six foot 10 left-handed starting pitcher that uh, I think is really starting to explode onto the scene. So probably the thing you take away is the health of Jensen, the emergence of a couple of guys that, that weren't in the rotation last year, and then really just the continued development of, of all the rest of the guys on that staff. Um, we have a chance to have good rotation. We have a chance to uh, pitch out of the bullpen with quality depth. And I think we have a chance to pitch out of the bullpen uh, late in games with good stuff, uh, you know, in, in the setup closer spot. So that for me was probably, you know, the, the biggest takeaway from the fall would be uh, the emergence of, of a guy like Logan Gregg and Mitchell Stone on the pitching side. And just the health, health and, and depth uh, of the kids that uh, have been there before that I think are going to be
0: that uh, much longer this year. Yeah, it's definitely going to be good to see uh, Jensen Elliott back. I mean, that, that was a guy that I know a lot of people were able to see when you made the World Series a few years ago, and it's exciting to have him healthy. And I'm sure Rob uh, Walton, your, your pitching coach, is excited to have those guys back healthy and so he can uh, work with them some more.
1: Well, you know, Jensen, Jensen pitched some awfully good baseball games as a freshman. I mean, he was, he was pitching six, seven, eight innings every Sunday. And, you know, just was showing the signs that, hey, this is the guy that you're going to be able to, to write his name in every Friday for the next two years. Did not have him uh, the last two seasons. Man, that was, a, that was a blow. I mean, you know, you take anybody's projected ace out there pitching for two years, and it's tough. But, you know, in doing that, the work ethic and appreciation for pitching – that Jensen has developed while being on the side uh, has made him a different guy. He is as motivated and focused as any kid you'll see, and uh, he's become a tremendous leader for our team. And our other pitchers see the way now that he goes about his business. So I, I think, in, in in many ways, um, he's he's ready to take on an even bigger role than before. And um, I like the staff. I pitching. I think on the pitching side of this thing. Uh, we're going to put together a very, very quality pitch plan each week. Uh, you know, with the challenging weekends that we play and the good midweek baseball in this part of the country, uh, that's necessary. And uh, I think we'll be able to do that.
0: Last season, you guys were in the mix for the Big 12 title right up until the final day, and ultimately Texas was the one that, that claimed it, not you. Did that leave uh, the players hungry uh, this fall?
1: Um, you know, I don't know. I think definitely the ones that were here, um, you know, I definitely remember that. You had a lot of newcomers, so I don't know if they're quite as aware. You know, you talk about certain things like that uh, with your group when you talk about the importance of off-season conditioning and strength and uh, being able to finish the season strong, that, you know, the, the season could come down to the very last day, which, as you said, it did a year ago. I think that um, when you look back on – last season for our team, at least as a coach, of the ninth, final 19 games we played last year, 16 were on the road. And, and that was a grind for our kids. Um, that was just the way the schedule set up and the way it played out uh, down the stretch. We just played a lot of games on the road. There was kind of that one elusive game that was the difference in winning the Big 12 and, and not winning it. And I think maybe late in the year, a little fatigue set in. And uh, add to the fact that we played a, a big-time Texas Tech team the last week, and I thought they were as good as any team we saw last year, just didn't quite work out for us. But I think what you take from that more than anything is how important endurance, uh, off-season conditioning, resiliency, uh, you've got to be able to play your best baseball late in the year if you want to win a championship. And we've talked about that with the team, that uh, that's such an important thing to do, and we've made it a point of emphasis, so... I think the kids that were here last year left it all on the field for us. I got no uh no doubt about that. And I think, you know, scheduling wise in the future, you just realize that playing that much on the road at the end of the year can kind of take its toll and so we've just gotta be one game better, so to speak, in that regard, but also be at our best at the end of the year.
0: One of the highlights last season would have been uh sweeping bedlam for you guys and that, that's such a, a fun series to watch from the outside with, with you in Oklahoma. But what's that series like from the inside?
1: Well, it's different. I mean, it's, a, it's one of those weekends for, for college baseball where all eyes in the state shift to, to what you're doing, and that's a lot of fun. And I think the unique way that we play it uh, with one game on Friday night in either Oklahoma City or Tulsa, and then the subsequent other two games, the following two days, at the other venue, move the games around the state and allows our fans to enjoy the the series in Tulsa and Oklahoma City, where uh, you know there's great fan support and fan bases in both those cities. Uh, we play in in Double AA, A, Triple A stadiums, so you've got obviously big venues and really good attendance, and uh, it's just a great experience for our players. We I mean, put them. You know, on display and, and say, fellas, this is a chance to go out and compete in front of your state against a great opponent and, and see what you're made of. And our kids rose to the occasion last year. They uh, played exceptionally well for uh, really all four of the Bedlam games. We played a midweek game early in the year that we uh, won. And then the three uh, conference games we played very well. And so it's a unique series. Um, in my opinion, it's one of the better rivalry series uh, across the country. There's certainly several matchups that, you know, are great, but I think it's definitely one of the, you know, one of the best ones I've ever been a part
0: of. Yeah, a- absolutely. And you've been a part of some of the, some fun ones as well during, during your career. As we look forward to, to 2019 now, this is the last season that uh, you guys are going to be in Alley P. Reynolds before the new ballpark opens in uh, 2020. And wh- where are you at with the, the construction of the new ballpark? And, and what are you excited about in terms of uh, getting that, that stadium?
1: Well, the construction of the ballpark, Teddy, is, is moving along um, awfully good. The, uh, some of the images and videos that will come out here in the, the next couple of days, I think, will give folks a great great look at how much progress has already been made. Um, they're uh, close to, to being done on the, on the structural steel part of the project, which uh, has gone up in the last two months and certainly been a lot of fun to watch. I mean, to, to see a stadium built right before your eyes from the ground up has been really awesome. Uh, the facility is going to be a game changer. I mean, we're we're fortunate. We're going to have uh, a unique facility that's going to have its own uh, special characteristics. It's going to be uh, something our fans are going to love. It's obviously going to be a a great place to play baseball, and and it's going to be uh, you know for us uh, the best place uh, in the world to train players and prepare a team to play, which is what the purpose of design was. So um, we're excited about it. That for sure. Um, and and we should be because it's a it's been an unbelievable gift uh, by Cecil Obrek who gave us the money for this stadium project along with several other very generous supporters um that being said the the current season that we have in front of us which is a very important season is is right now and that's here at LEP so you know you just kind of you're excited about both to be honest I mean you know this season we're getting ready to play is very important. Uh, to, to go out of this ballpark in style and, and to celebrate the tradition and history that's made this such a great venue is, is important to us. Um, but at the same time, we're excited about uh, the future. And uh, those things can definitely coexist for sure.
0: You grew up in Stillwater. You played at Oklahoma State. I'm sure you have a lot of memories about Alley P. What are your uh-huh. fondest moments from, from that stadium?
1: Well um, I guess, I guess the the moments that I, I spent so much of my childhood here, um, virtually every day I got out of school, I would come to practice and the batting cages used to be down the right field line. I would stand in the batting cages and hit off a tee while the team practiced and I would try to imitate the players. And, uh, you know, that was something that, uh, I loved doing. It was, it was, a it was just kind of my playground and watching those players, um, the way they did it, uh, I, I learned to switch hit because of Robin Ventura. I always <clears throat> saw him swing the bat left-handed and thought he had a prettier swing uh, than all the right-handed hitters. So I, I wanted to hit like him. You know, just I just remember the the impact the the, the stadium and the players uh, had on me as a little kid, and um, just to be able to walk in the front gates and walk around the place like he owned it. You know, as a bat boy or a coach's kid was kind of a, a fun way to grow up. Uh, all the whistle ball games that we used to play up on the hill, uh, shagging home runs behind the fence, um, you know, picking up the bats, cutting the grass, cleaning out the gutters, uh, painting the walls. I mean, it, really, it was an endless, you know, it was an endless uh, experience. It's, this is just our home, you know, and, uh, uh it'll always be, I don't think that ever changes. I, cause the memories of this and, and what you learn from it, it isn't like those things ever go away. So, um, but this was just an amazing place to grow up. But it was, it was more amazing because of the coaches and players that filled up the space. And, um, you know, this is a great ballpark and a ballpark that uh, there have been some historic moments in. But at the same time, you know, as I've told people, um, the progress we've made and the opportunity to have our new facility is because of Alley P. Reynolds Stadium and the players and coaches that made Cowboy Baseball important. And, and we're going to take with uh, with us uh, all that tremendous tradition, and history, uh, as we as we transition into a new home.
0: That that is that's amazing. And, and you, I mean, having lived in Stillwater for so much of your life, I mean, what, what makes Stillwater in Oklahoma State such a special place?
1: Well, uh, Stillwater's special because of the people that live here and the way they treat each other. It's a it's a great community. Um, folks have time for one another. Uh, they're caring. They love their university. Uh, it's a great place for your children to go to school uh, and form relationships and grow into a, uh, an image of what they want to become in life. Um, I always say this. Uh, can't say how much I appreciate my father staying in one place while he coached here all those years so that me and my brother could have the same set of friends and go to the same schools and develop as people and allowed us to in school and and develop as athletes and friends, and um, so I think it's a wonderful place to raise your children, which was a huge consideration for my wife and I, why we wanted to get back here, and then as a university, I mean, I think the thing that people don't understand about Oklahoma State is the the level of excellence that we've achieved in sport is astounding. When you look at the the national championships won here, um, this is the birthplace of wrestling, uh, our wrestling heritage is as deep as any in the, in the United States. Uh, we have probably the premier uh, men's golf program in the nation. Um, and in the last 25 years, the investment in, in football and baseball and basketball uh, and all the other sports and tennis has just been incredible. And when you, you know, I hope you'll come see the new ballpark next year and when you do uh, to show you our other facilities and the way they treat our athletes is, is simply first class and so we're we're chasing excellence here we have an athletic director that is committed to to everything that's right about college sports mainly the kids and um you know i'm awfully proud of that i think we're, we're very fortunate to work at a place and in a community that uh, embraces chasing excellence and that's uh, that's what makes oklahoma state special
0: absolutely i'll, I'll be looking forward to, to seeing the new ballpark uh, once you get that open and I really appreciate you taking the time to, to join us here on the Baseball America College Podcast today, Josh. Oh,
1: okay, Teddy. Well, anytime you want me be on, man, just give
0: me a shout. Thank you again to Oklahoma State Coach Josh Holiday for joining me here on the Baseball America College Podcast. Uh, like we said, it's an exciting time at Oklahoma State. You know, both between the the on field play and, and what you're looking at in terms of the um, you know the growth of the program and the the new stadium. Uh, Stillwater is, has been a great place for Oklahoma State baseball, and um, you know will I'm, I'm sure it'll continue to be that way as long as Josh Holiday is there, and, and into the future beyond that as well. But um, you know Josh has just done a, a great job with that program since he returned to his alma mater. You know, getting them back to the College World Series in 2016, and uh, you know they've been near the pretty much at the top and top couple spots in the Big 12 every year uh, of of his tenure there in Stillwater. So the Cowboys this year do have some pieces to replace, but like he said, with the pitching they have, I think they should be able to stack up pretty well uh, with with the premier teams in that league. And that league is always so competitive when you look at schools like Texas and Texas Tech and and TCU and and Baylor. Uh, You know, this year it looks like they can be a pretty tough team. And Oklahoma you know on and on that that conference is has done a great job over the last several years of um, you know really putting together a a, a strong depth of of quality teams and uh, you know I'm sure this year will be no different but Oklahoma State looks like it should be able to uh, to be right in the heart of that mix again. So thank you again to to Josh Holliday for coming on to, to talk about that and you know, we'll be looking forward to seeing what the Cowboys have coming this, this season. And, uh, the, the season is coming quickly. We're now into December and, uh, before you know it, it will be, uh, February 15th and opening day, but until then, um, you know, make sure to keep listening to the Baseball America College podcast. We'll continue our weekly episodes with, uh, our, our great guests from around the country. You know, so make sure that you're subscribed on whatever uh, podcast listening platform is, is your favorite. And while you're there, make sure, uh, if you can, rate us and review us. You know, Give us that five star uh, or, or drop us a review. Say what you like, what you don't like. Uh, you can also do that on Twitter, where I am at Ted Cahill. And make sure that you also check out all of the, the wonderful content over at baseballamerica.com this is prospect ranking season here at baseball America. We are rolling out the top 10 prospects for every big league team as we build out the the prospect handbook, uh, which you can pre-order at shop.baseballamerica.com. So yes, it's December, but baseball never stops here at baseballamerica. and, um, you know, between the magazine, the website, your podcast stream, you, you can always have plenty of, of baseball with you to take you through the winter. Uh, so make sure you check all of that out. And we'll be back here next week uh, with a new edition of the Baseball America podcast. And uh, that'll feature Army coach Jim Foster. So hopefully that'll be a, another great uh, interview. The Knights are, the, are uh, coming off of a, a regional run themselves. So exciting times there at Army. And we'll get into that next week. Until then... I've been Teddy Cahill, and thank you for listening.
1: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain.